Hey y'all, welcome to a new episode of Unproductive Night. This is the episode we're going to be focusing on Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. I just watched it yesterday and I've had enough time to digest and here's my like kind of like instant reaction because I haven't seen it again. I'm planning on watching it again and like getting a more in-depth look because I feel like when you watch something the first time you bring a lot of baggage with you because you have expectations of how it should be. And so when you watch it the second time, you don't have that baggage and the movie can just be what it is. And so I feel like that is a, in that way, you get a better reflection of how the movie is and what the movie truly was. And so I am going to have another episode probably after the second time I watch it. Hopefully I can get a guest for that episode. Uh, but it's just tricky because I don't, I don't have a... I don't have one lined up, and I don't really have a mic yet because, you know, I'm broke. <laughs> but all right. Uh, uh, yeah, so let's just get into it. Um, I'm just going to recap over the, uh, the what happens in the movie. So spoiler warning for those who haven't seen it. But I'm expecting most of the people to, who, who listen to this podcast to have seen it. So I'm going to talk as such, okay? Uh, all right, so what happens in the beginning, you just... Uh, uh, in the beginning, you see Tony Leung's um, character, who you'll find out later is named Wen Wu. He, uh, he's searching. Uh, you see his uh, what the Ten Rings are, and you see his rise to power. And then, but then you see that power wasn't enough, and he kept on wanting to chase chase more. And then, he's looking for Ten Ten Lao Ta Lao Ta Lao, which is like a village with mystical powers and like. With, and in that village, you get, there's like a lot of magical powers, and that's what he's after. And then on his journey to that, he meets uh, he meets he meets a woman who's tasked with protecting that village, and and then you get this beautiful fight scene um, that kind of takes you back to like other martial arts movies and stuff because it, it it had like Crashing Tiger, Hidden Dragon vibes where it's like people like almost seem like they're floating and like dancing while fighting. It was kind of really beautiful to see. Um, uh, and then they, those two characters end up falling in love and then they give birth to Shang-Chi and his sister, Shu Xialing. Um, and... Uh, and yeah, and then from there it takes us to um, it takes us to the to the present day with uh, Shang Chi waking up, and uh, and then he's uh, him and Aquafina are like best friends, and then they've been hanging out, and they 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 let us like into their lives, and they show us how like. Both Aquafina's character Katie and uh, Shang Chi Simulu, Simulu's character Shang Chi, they both are not like maximizing their potential. Or at least that's what the movie wants to make you feel. And so, and it's just about them like living their daily, daily life, and they're them being valet parkers and wanting to be more. Uh, and and then and then, uh, then they're taking a bus and this is where you get the scene from the trailer where Shang-Chi is like fighting a bunch of people, a bunch of like people in the bus who are after his necklace. They want his necklace for some reason. You don't really know why. And so, 
you get this awesome battle scene where you get to see Shang-Chi use, see how good a martial arts Shang-Chi is, but also get to see that he's more than just like, he doesn't really want to fight. He's just doing it to protect the people in the bus and mostly his friend Katie. And so, uh, so I love... I love the action in it. The martial arts, it's the next level. It's nothing you've seen like in the MCU before. It's so good, and it's so thrilling as well. But the best part is showing him being heroic before he truly is the character, before he truly becomes the superhero. Um, so that scene happens, and then that's when, uh, like, like Kitty is like, yo, what the hell? Like, what, the, what are you? And before, like, he has even time to explain he realizes that they're after his sister because she has the same necklace. And so he has to go. And then so he sees this postcard that he had been sent from her with an address on it. And so he has to go there to try to see if he can protect her. And then, like, <clears throat> through some um, flashbacks and stuff, you find out that he actually left his sister there uh, when because he was tasked with with killing someone. And so... And instead of killing that person, he escaped. Or at least that's what he tells Katie on the plane. And so he hadn't seen his sister. And so he just abandoned his sister. <clears throat> so when they meet up, like, the sister. So they meet up. And uh, so the, the address was for, like, this fight club. And then he, he ends up having to fight in order to get information. That's where you meet Ronnie Chang's character for a little bit of funniness. Um, and then... Um, and then when he ends up fighting you, you find out that he's fighting his sister, and then he doesn't really want to fight, so he loses the fight. <clears throat> and then the sister is mad at him because he abandoned her. And then before he can warn, or right as he's warning her about the assassins that took her, took his uh, necklace, and they end up there because she never really sent that postcard, so it was sent by her father. And then, and then they have this awesome skyscraper rooftop fight scene where you think Katie almost dies but she doesn't and then and then he fights his own trainer and he beats the shit out of him the Shang-Chi fights the his old trainer and and then that's when Wen Wu shows up and says I told them that they wouldn't be able to kill you even if they tried and I'm glad they couldn't or whatever and they end up they end up going back to his dad's place and the dad is like i've been hearing your mom's voice so i needed your necklaces to find a way into her village so that because they're hiding her behind a cage the village is is back here and then and then shang chi and then he's like what if they don't listen to you and then he's like then we're going to kill them all he's like you can't just do that you can't bring that shit to them because he doesn't believe that his mom is talking to his dad and neither does the sister um and then they get locked up. And then this is where, while locked up, they meet, uh, he's locked up as well. They meet Trevor Slattery from Iron Man 3. And it was pretty funny, the first bit. But but then they also have this magical creature that only Trevor Slattery can talk to. And that creature helps guide them through the maze and, enter, and help them into their village. And then Trevor Slattery just joins them on this journey. And I have a... Big problem with that, but I'll mention that later on. And so once they're at the magical place, uh, 
they find out they meet their aunt, their mom's sister, and they find out who really is sending the uh, the voices to the dad, and it's these soul suckers. I believe that's what they're actually called. Uh, it's like this this the really bad soul sucker which is being hidden behind the gate and wants to get out and like they're just like evil evil spirits and so that is being manipulated by them and um and they end up having to like fight his dad and then like in the fight with his dad the the evil soul sucker gets released and then his dad gets killed and he gives shang chi the ten rings and and then Chung Chi becomes like uses the ten rings in order to beat the beast. So that's just the basic overview. I'm not going into details about how everything happened. Uh, but now I will talk about what I liked and didn't like about the story. So so a big part of what I liked, I, I loved the opening sequence. The opening sequence was so good. And what I forgot to mention earlier is that in the opening sequence, it's all not in english and that's 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 so beautiful because this is a freaking marvel movie this is a movie with so much money being put in and it's being and like a big focus i know they care about the international market but a big focus is domestic as well and for them to back a movie which in the like the first 10 minutes has like zero english and they're just speaking in their own language shows like that they know the movie that they're making, right? They know that this isn't, that they know that the culture, the Chinese culture is a big part of the movie and 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 them not speaking English just for the sake of the audience, like buys it that credibility and, and, and really transports you because it transported me. Felt like, at, especially in the beginning when they're, when Wenbu and the mom are having their fight scene, it felt like a dance. It felt like I was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It felt like I was in a different type of movie, not in an MCU movie. And I mean that in the best way, in this instance. There are other instances where it felt like it wasn't like a typical MCU movie. Um, in the, in that, especially in the... I didn't like the Shang-Chi costume. Like, he gets it because his mom made it, but it's just like you're wearing Jordans on your shoes, and then you're wearing, like, a pants and a T-shirt. I'm like, this doesn't feel like a full-on costume. Everyone else has such a sick costume in, in the MCU. Even even other characters in the movie, like the sister, she gets a better, like, looking costume than Shang-Chi. And so I, it, didn't, it didn't help me buy into the superhero thing. Uh, and that's, like, a thing that... The MCU usually does well better, a lot better is the costume. So like in that that part, that was a part where I wanted it to feel like an MCU movie, you know, because I wanted it when he put it on. They didn't even have like a big scene of him like putting it on and stuff, you know, like I wanted that cheesiness just to like make it feel like a superhero movie. But I didn't really get that. And I understand that grounded take, but then they had like mystical creatures and dragons once they reached that magical land. From their mom's village and stuff, so so like, so like they didn't really, they didn't really, uh, they didn't really go for like the ground to take the whole way. So like, why make the costume so grounded? You know, like a shirt and a pants. And then I I didn't like that. But but anyway, yeah, like the opening 
scene is so beautiful. And I can't believe it just like felt so nice to see characters speaking in their own language and, and being allowed that time to do that without having to quickly turn it into English, you know? So that, that opening time might be the best, best, uh, best sequence of the movie for me, even though they had like the crazy fights, like the bus fight was so good because you get to see so much martial arts and it's like something you don't really see in an MCU movie. So that fight was so good, especially, especially with, it felt like I was watching like, a like, like speed because there's this moving bus and and you can't really stop it because the brakes are out but in speed it's because there's a bomb but like i feel like i was watching speed but like if like jackie chan started in and uh, or or something you know like there was a lot of martial arts and it's a lot it's a lot of things happening at once but they but they choreograph it so beautifully and and, and it feels really tense and you still get so hero moments from Simulu when he's like trying to like drive the bus while also fighting. So he's not caring about his own life. He cares more about the people in there. And also like he gets to show off like his confidence in his fighting. Like there's no like hesitation once 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 they're on, he's on. And he kills and then and then there's another fight scene, which is on top, which which you've probably seen in the trailer as well, which is on the skyscraper where they're fighting outside on the on the little planks and stuff. And um, that was another incredible fight scene because, again, you're mixing in a lot of variables into the fight. And so it feels... To me, it feels like an homage to, like, the Jackie Chan type of fight scenes, except there isn't as much comedy in those scenes. Especially because, like, I feel like the, it happened in Rush Hour 2, right, in China, where they fought on these type... on the On the same type of thing. But anyway, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it. But anyway, that fight scene was also amazing. And then and then there's the fight scene between the dad and the son as well in the magical land before before it becomes into a CGI thing. That that was also good. So they had some great fight scenes. So I did like that. But still the best scene to me is the opening scene, just for what it how it sets up the movie and how they let you in on what you're in for. And it also makes you f fall in love with the character of the mom. And I think she's the heart of the movie. Because, like, her death changes who her dad uh, makes the dad revert back to who he was. Because I, I forgot to mention this in the recap, but when, when they were together... And when the kids were born, like he wasn't wearing the ten rings anymore because he found love, and he's like, "I have something worth going old for." And I'm like, "That's such a beautiful line. I love that." He's just a lonely dude, you know, even though he was a dick for a thousand years. But like, you buy into it because of how this character is, how good this character seems, and how strong and beautiful it makes you fall in love with her, and you buy into why all these people are doing what they're doing, like, like. His the, the dad Wen Wu's motivation to come into the magical place is to free her, and you have to buy that someone would be grieving over her for so long. And what makes you buy into that is falling in love with her. So she's like the beating heart of the movie, even though she isn't in the movie for a long time. And that that's what makes her role even better. And the actress who played it, like beautiful job, because it really made me buy into. And then. Then that leads me into uh, 
that leads me into into Wenwu, who is another amazing character and probably one of the best MCU villains, definitely top five MCU villains, uh, played by Tony Leung. Wenwu is an amazing character, and and again the uh, the mom plays into that because because he's such an evil character at before he meets her. And and she makes you buy into the fact that she would be able to make him good or change him for the better because of how good she was. And so her death really makes takes him back to the ten rings because he he feels like if he hadn't if he was still wearing the rings, they would his competition wouldn't dare come and attack him and his wife. And so I really like that. I really liked her character because she makes you buy into all of this. And then Tony Lung makes you buy into all the emotions that his dad is feeling. Like you really feel that he misses her. You really feel that like that's his intention is all he wants to be with her. So you really feel that he's doing it out of love, even though it's very, very misguided. Um, and I, and I buy that. And then, and honestly, the scene that really got me was in the end when, when even though I hate it, I hate the trope that movie use where, where, in order to fully redeem a character or like redeem it in the eyes, it's like they have to sacrifice themselves. It's like I want to see the work, I want to see him survive and try to prove himself to be a good guy over the next movie. You know, they could have done that. I would have loved that. Um, and at as well as like the the end of the movie, I wish it wasn't that CGI slugfest. I wish it was just about a father and son, and and him redeeming him, kind of uh, uh, the son redeeming the actions of the dad and 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 helping him to see the good, you know, instead of like him seeing that and then just dying. No, I rather I rather it was like, you know how in 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 Loki, like he got to they get. The end of Loki was just a character speaking for 20 minutes. It wasn't this big action scene. It wasn't anything like that. It was just one character getting to speak for oh, a character you hadn't even met throughout the whole show, but he getting to speak for like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, just an answer questions and like lean deeper into the mythology. I would have loved that. I would have loved to maybe his father describing like how he got the 10 rings and leaning in more of the power of the 10 rings rather than this soul sucker stuff. I feel like that that would have taken this movie to another level where it could have been like one of the best origin stories, like up there with Iron Man. Um, but what can you do? Uh, anyway, yeah, so that happens. And so 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 when he's dying, while when Wu is dying, there's a look he gives his son, Shang-Chi, but you don't see Shang-Chi. You just see the look on, on Wenwu's face, and then it goes through the flashbacks of seeing Simu Lu's Shang-Chi's character when he was young, when he was a teenager, then when he becomes Simu Lu. And, and you see the... It almost looks like a look of regret on, the, on Wenwu's face. Like, oh, I, I failed my son. Like, I did it wrong. I did this whole thing wrong after she died. And I'm proud of who he is growing up, but I'm sad 
and how he had to fight to become who he is, not me support him. Like all in a look. I got all of that from just one look. And I was like, wow, this character is is so good. Like I love this character. I, w- I would have loved to spend more time with with the characters that they had already built up throughout the movie rather than this big soul sucker thing. I wish they didn't do that. Um, but but Tony Long was was great, and then and then now let's dive into like Simulu himself, the man. Actually, no, no, I'll save it for last. Let's go to Aquafina. She was really good. She was uh, basically comic relief in the uh, like the comedic sidekick, but who who is like the audience stand-in for what's going on. Because you're being taken into more and more, like, into the mythology. And so, in order to make it all feel normal, I guess you got to have a character like Aquafina. And she was really good in the role. But you buy her chemistry with Simu. And also, I like the fact that her character, Katie, and and Shang weren't, like... They, I never got like a couple vibes from them. They were just best friends. There wasn't really a love angle, a love interest, love interest angle on Shang Chi's end, you know. And and I kind of like that. There's so many of these movies they just stick in a romance for some for for some reason, and and no, not everything has to be about that. It can be about a different type of love. This was about the family bonds and stuff like that, and like she's. She feels like family to him, even though she isn't blood related too, and even though he's been hiding a lot of stuff from her. So I liked, I liked her role. I liked how she played it off, and I liked that she didn't use a black accent. I was so worried about that. She has a huge problem with that, and I hope she like stops it completely. That's why I couldn't watch her like her like uh, show Nora from Queens. It just felt like that. I was like, Ugh, and that threw me off of it. But I'm glad that it wasn't brought into this role at all in any way. Um, and then, um, but the only one thing is that, which is like, this is like a little nitpick about about the movie, is that she plays a pivotal role in stopping the soul sucker. Like someone who just like, she, she so what she does is like she, th- she, uh, she shoots an arrow through the, the soul sucker's neck and i'm just like she just learned it one day ago and now she's gonna be like the main thing that stops it like that makes that's too much to buy into like it wasn't like she was like a prodigy she just was all right and and this is like a creature that that everyone was terrified about it every magical person in this this world was terrified for and then someone who just learned archery is the main reason why it's dead that's kind of like kind of like flimsy i get i mean it played well comedically but i wish i either lean into the comedicness of it and make it like some randomness that happened and that's why the arrow worked or something or or don't do this at all don't like be in the middle where it's like played for half serious, have comedic value. And uh, yeah, th- that was, that was weird. Th- that's what the whole, the whole CGI creature thing was weird. And I wish it wasn't brought in, would have been a much stronger movie without it. Um, 
like if it did like a Loki type of ending or like or like Civil War, Baron Zemo type of ending, you know, where the emotional stakes are high rather than the action stakes. Um uh yeah. And then there's a there's a cameo in the movie that I want to talk about before Simulu, and that's Trevor Slattery. He's from Iron Man 3. Again, they're tying it back into the MCU. And to be honest, even though every scene that he did was funny and he has this whole Planets of the Apes monologue in the movie, which is so funny, but I didn't like his character. I didn't like he was in the movie for that long because he, he gets to go to the magical land as well. And then you're just seeing him along for the ride and then he gets to, he plays dead in the main fight. And I'm like, it took me out of the movie more than it brought me into the movie. And I would have just loved if there was like literally no white people in the movie, you know. But they had to stick a couple in, and like, and like I get why they did it. But even though he was funny for me, it just like it didn't. I didn't want him to be in the movie. It took me out of it. I I would have just loved it if he was in the prison scene, and that's it, where they find him and then they just leave him there, you know. But they made him such an important character to finding out where the magical thing is and i'm just like to me it it was it was a misguided decision uh and i don't think it was necessary and it was like a way to tie it into the mcu but i didn't need that tie you had the end credit scenes to tie it into the mcu fully this movie just felt like its own movie in such a complete way that like you didn't need that you know um and then Finally, let's go into uh, so that's another little nitpick I had, but let's finally go into Simulu and how he did in the role. So, I think Simulu did great. He makes you buy into the character, he has charisma to pull off a hero, he makes you buy into his journey, he makes you buy into the emotions that are playing. Like, when you find out that, um, that he did kill, even though you could see it happening from like kind of like a mile away, but like he did kill the the target that his dad made him do when he was like a fourteen year old person who killed his mom, and then like that like completely affected him. Like the scene where he's admitting that you get to see a little bit of his emotion, and I feel like Simulu played that off really well and made me buy into his emotion and. And in the action scenes, you can uh, in some of it you can see Simu's face as well and. He makes you buy into the fact that he would be a great action hero. And this could launch him, to be honest. I could see him coming in a lot of action comedies, you know, like, and like, because he, like, like, like the hitman's bodyguard's wife and like stuff, stuff like that. Like, he would kill it in those type of roles. He's going to, you see, he is, I think, going to become a star. And I think this is going to launch him, which is good because there aren't that many, like, Asian American or like whatever, you know, Asian American Canadian, whatever, British. There aren't many like stars, Asian Western stars. Like it's just him and Henry Golding right now, actually, if I even think about it, for action stars. Like there's no one really that they're pushing. And uh, before they used to be like, but it, but they had to be like full on like Asian, like 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 Jackie Chan and stuff like that. They couldn't be Asian American. Those were the stars that they were pushing in. But there hasn't really been Asian American like box office leading man stars that they would want in all movies. But now there finally is two. 
hopefully. I think this will launch him. He was just so good in the role. And you buy into that he cares about other people too. And and he had an arc to go to through himself where he had to accept what he did and acknowledge what he did and like move forward from it and learn that it wasn't only, it's not only his fault, it's like his upbringing that made him do that, you know? His dad made him do that, and that's what Aquafina's there for, to be the friend to like help him. And again, that scene was played up for friendship. It just shows how like friendship could be, and it didn't have to lean into the romanticness. Like You still like understood that she was there for him and that she cared for him, Katie. And and I like that. And I yeah, I just think Sibu does a good job, and I think he's going to become a future star. He's like a future action star. And and I think he he said that he did like a lot of some of the stunts himself, and he had to like practice martial arts. And the most painful part about the martial arts was like actually the stretching to be able to do that that kick he does in the bus split kick. He's like, you need to stretch a lot, and and so he did. And yeah, you just you just like him. He has his charisma, and that's the main thing you need as a hero. You have to buy that they become a hero. And so yeah, so uh, I loved him in the movie, and to be honest, it's it's still up there in MCU movies. It's like one of the ones. It was one of the better movies, and so I I really uh, I really enjoyed it. It's it's definitely up there to me. It's like Captain America, the first Captain America level would have been higher Iron Man level if uh, if uh, if they didn't have all of the CGI monsters at the end. So overall, I really like the movie, and I really like the Asian representation in it. Uh, I'm gonna go in more in depth in the second, in my second one about uh, second podcast about this. But for now, this is what I have. Shout out to Simulu. Shout out to finally seeing an Asian superhero. Woohoo! We did it. <laughs>